Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio, just seeking Jesus, praising God. You know, that's what he's called us to do, love his heart, to love his ways above our own, and to draw near to him because he's calling us, he's pulling us, he's constantly wooing us or yearning us, drawing us in. Many times we do not even recognize it. But when you feel that tug, when you feel God turn on the lights, when something throughout your day reminds you of him, make that a time to pull aside and and turn your day into a prayerful day, to a day of thanksgiving where you just thank the Lord for the blessings in your life or pray for whatever he brings to your attention or your mind at the time. But you know, we have these reminders throughout the day that God likes to put as little signposts. We need to be keen. We need to condition ourselves so we recognize these things throughout the day, along the way. He'll lead us and guide us, what, into all truth. He says, Search for me and you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart, right? And so if you're not finding him, if you're not finding God, maybe you need to check your heart. I know many times when I'm absent of the presence of God, and many times when I don't feel his peace, I have to look inside, look inward to see. Maybe I've missed it somewhere. Maybe I've sinned against God. Maybe I've held bitterness or unforgiveness in my heart towards somebody that I need to reconcile with. Whatever the case is. But many times we can separate ourselves from God by the attitudes and the mindsets we hold. Those people we keep and hang on to because we think it might punish them, but really it's really eating us up and it's turning our hearts. God says what? Don't harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts. Hear his voice. Because you have to have a soft heart to really recognize the voice of the Spirit of God. Jesus made a point to say, guard your heart with all diligence. And that's why we can we condition our hearts. We prepare ourselves. We prepare our minds. How? Through the worship, prayer, through meditating on the Word of God on and off throughout the day or in the morning or in the evening or in the night, whenever it is. People have different patterns. People have different ways of seeking God. But whatever your way is, whatever your pattern is, Get in it. Get about his business. And it's not about how much of the Bible you know or how much of the Bible you read, but how much of the Bible is really manifesting a reality and a truth on the inside of your life. And how often do you apply this word to your life so that the principles of the word of God 
can steer your course. You see, there's a blessing tied to the principles of the Word of God. And like I said the other night, this is the handbook for your life. The handbook for my life. The handbook for your marriage. For your child rearing. Or maybe your neighborly whatever, trying to be a good friend or a good neighbor or whatever your situation is. Maybe you're an employee or employer. This is your handbook. Now, I'm not saying every single question you have, you're going to find the answer in the Bible because there's some things, let's face it, that are not outlined in the Word of God. And that's why we have to have the Holy Spirit seek God and listen to the Lord and allow the Lord to direct our lives. But 90% of what you need to know in your life, you're going to find answers in the Word of God. And the rest of them are going to come through much prayer and fasting and seeking God and walking in obedience and missing it at times and learning things the hard way. Trials of life. I'm not saying that, you know, the Bible itself says you you can't write all the works of Jesus. You can't write all the sayings of God in the Word. So obviously there's questions unanswered. That's why we have to seek God. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. He says all these other things will be added unto you. We're always looking for this addition. We're always looking for the the stuff. A lot of times in our Western mindsets and our American Christianity, we always want the the quick bless me, quick way to get to this or that. The the steps lined out in a book somehow how we can get the anointing, or we can go raise the dead if we do these seven simple steps. But we forget about sacrifice and obedience and that everybody that really does anything for God is going to have to pay a price. I know any time the Lord's used me in things or seen my wife and people we know be used of the Lord, it came with a price on some kind of level. We went through something. Things don't come easy. Salvation may be free, but it's not cheap. And it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. We forget. We, Jesus said, consider the cost. No man ever builds a tower unless he first counts the cost and he decides if he's going to be able to finish it or not before he starts to build it. Consider what it means to be a Christian. Why would you lay your life down and sacrifice everything of the world to give it to God just to fizzle out and go back to it all and not allow God to finish strong in your life and not allow God to finish things in your life so that you can finish your course? I know I have to look at my heart 
I've got to make that decision today. I'm going to have to make that decision tomorrow. And you're going to have to make that decision. Are you going to give God all of your heart? Because you're never really going to find him until you do. Oh, you may have some encounters and you may have some experiences and you may hear God's voice from time to time because he's a loving father and he's not going to leave you hanging. But if you want his best, if I want his best, guess what? We're going to have to dig into this thing. All of us that call ourselves him, all of us that call ourselves Christians, well, we're children of the Most High God. We're sons and daughters of God. We're Christians. Well, guess what? If you're a son of God, if I'm a son of God, if you're a daughter of God, guess what? And you should be bearing fruit in your life that looks like God. And you should be bringing people to a knowledge of God. And every day you should be growing on some kind of level in your experiences or in your encounters or in your knowledge of God, just like you would in any kind of friendship or relationship. There's got to be some kind of growth. There's got to be some kind of maturity going on. So let's make a point this year. Here it is, the first month still, January 2014. This is going to be the year that we get mature. This is going to be the year that we grow in Christ like we've never grown before. Or we let our roots grow deep. And we become those trees of righteousness that actually bear fruit in our season. And our leaves don't fade and wither this time. But they become strong. We need to wait. Something I learned from my wife this week, not that I hadn't learned it before, but she reminds me of things many times. We need to wait on the Lord and He'll strengthen us. Wait on the Lord. Why are we getting so weary? Why are we getting so tired? Why does it feel like we're burning out, losing motivation so many times? Maybe we're doing all these things and we really haven't got our marching orders from God. We really haven't made sure that's what God wants us to do. We just do all these things and hope that God will bless us. We get so tired. We get so tired. So number one, Seek the Lord with all of your heart. Begin to search your heart. Remember the other day we did Psalm 139 together and David was saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in your way everlasting. Remember? No. Maybe. I don't know. Well, listen, Psalm 139, David, throughout the word of God, many men and women of God, their hearts were, search me, O God, Lord, check me in my heart, Lord, see if there's something in there you don't like, and remove it far from me. 
David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Constantly checking. Why? Because he understood the correlation between the heart and the mouth and the mouth and what comes into your life. And what comes into your life and what you do with it becomes the fruit of your life and then you get judged over that. And so it all starts in your heart. It all starts in your mind. And it comes into your through your life out your mouth. And so sometimes we have to get to the root and find out why the fruit is the way it is. Why does the fruit look like what's wrong with the tree? Well, what's wrong with the root or the seed? And sometimes you got to start from the beginning. And see, you know, when God called Jeremiah, and I'm just going to do one of these uh, Holy Ghost rabbit trail type shows, and you're just going to have to go with it. If this speaks to your heart, then email us to let us know it's speaking to you. Prayer International at Gmail. All right. So listen. And if you hate it, tell us that too. We want to know. This is what I know. Somebody's going to like it, and somebody's going to hate it. That's just the way it is. So, you know. Like my friend Sean would say, it is what it is. So here we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just ask, Father, your blessing upon the show. Father, we're going to go into a time of worship. And we're going to get back into your word. Father, I just ask, Father, your Holy Spirit would touch every person listening. That you would fine-tune their hearts. That you would speak to them. That you would show them, Lord, what things are like on the inside. Father, you told us to not be whited sepulchers. To not be whitewashed tombs, whitewashed graves. But you said, first make the inside clean. And then the outside. And Lord, we've, we've had it backwards. Lord, we've had it wrong so many times. Lord, work in us, Lord, that we would be right with you on the inside, righteous, in right standing with you. Father, allow your life, your fruit, your Holy Spirit to work through us, to live through us, to touch and breathe through our lives and influence those around us. Father, we give you the praise, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. Lord, Tracy and I, Father, we just thank you for those that are praying and standing with us, those that are listening. Father, we just ask, Lord, that those that are blessing your name, bless those that are standing with us, bless those that are listening right now, Father, that need a touch from you. 
Father, we thank you, Lord. You are searching our hearts. Help us, Lord, to give you everything. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, we're going to do this. We're going to worship for a little bit. We're going to get back into the word. We're just going to kind of flow in and out tonight and see what happens. And If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. My wife, Tracy Herzog. We're just kind of hanging out in the studio praying, meditating on the word, worshiping God, and just asking God to bless your life and to get you into the center of God's purpose and plan for you. Let's go into a time of worship and allow that word, allow his Holy Spirit to take that seed and to plant it down in your heart. Allow God to take his word and to take that prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to germinate, to begin to water that seed so it can grow and take root in your life. Don't let the devil steal the word from your heart. Don't let the cares of the world choke it out. Rest in the presence of the Lord.
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
All right, so, you know, that's the Desperation Band. And, you know, just by the title of the band, Desperation Band, you got to wonder, you know, here's a people, and not just the band, but, you know, it's all about being desperate for God. It's all about being so hungry and so in need and so in want and so in desire for God and of God and in God and with God. But you know, without God, it's all just, like Paul said, a big pile of dung. Sorry, that's not my words. If you got a problem with that, take it up with Paul. He's the gospel writer. Or actually the epistle writer. But you know, nevertheless, Apart from God, you can do nothing. With him, you can do all things. And listen, you've got to get to a place in your life where you recognize your need, where you recognize your dependency is on him. And, you know, he's good. He'll put people in your life. He'll put situations in your life that will validate his working in your life. He will. It's not that we get dependent on the people. Many times we can. I've been guilty of it many times. We realize that he's the source. He's the one we need. He says this, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy. This is Matthew 6.25. Stop being uneasy and anxious and worried about your life, about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to wear. For is not life greater? The quality of life greater than food? Is not the body far above more excellent than clothing? Shouldn't you be concerned about your health more than what you wear? Shouldn't you be considered more about how you live and enjoy your life more than food? The amusement, the entertainment. Listen to this. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worthy much more than they? He's saying, look, the birds, they don't sow. And the birds, they don't reap. And they don't store anything up. Whatever they have need of, God takes care of them. So many times we're pressured to sow. Sow, sow, sow. So many times we're in desperation. Oh, God, we got to reap a harvest. So many times we, out of fear, want to store it all up, hoard it up, put it up. I've done this, I know. 
because we think we may not have enough one day. What happened when they held on to the manna that God was providing day by day? When they kept it and held it, it spoiled. Spoiled their blessing. Because see, if God can't get it through you, why is he going to give it to you? Because see, I said this before, the Dead Sea is dead because it doesn't have any outflow. It only has an inflow. And if you don't pour out, you're going to get stagnant. And eventually good for nothing. And that goes for your resources. That goes for your prayer life. That goes for your word life. That goes for your everything in your life. Your friendships, if it's always one-sided, guess what? It's going to dry up. You better get to pouring out. You better get to the little word called reciprocation which means you do unto others as you would have that. Jesus said it real clear. You do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, not do unto me, do unto me. He, 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 whatever that's all about. No, you do unto others because what you make happen for others, and you know, I'm not reading this for a little while, but I'll quote it. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. That's my Murdoch quote for those of you that may love him, hate him, or whatever the case is. If you got a problem with it, guess what? It's a wisdom problem. It's real simple. If you got a problem with Prayer International, guess what? It's a wisdom problem. Why Why would you hate on this show unless you don't like prayer, you don't like the Word of God, you don't like Christian community, you don't like the concept of preaching to the nation, well, then maybe you would hate this show. But if you're really a child of the living God, like we don't have any motive, come on. You think we, you know, all we do is put put our time into this, and we don't ask for anything except you guys just pray. Pray and live for Jesus and go do something for God. That's it. That's what, that's what we want out of this ministry. Pray and go live for Jesus and go do something for God. That'll be the fruit of my ministry. If you do those things. And if not, then this is all in vain. So I don't even know where I was going with all this. Because I was going to get into Matthew. It says, Are you not worth more than the birds? And who by worrying and being anxious could add one unit of measure or to your stature or, or a bigger span of your life. In other words, stop worrying. Maybe this is for me more than it is for you tonight. 
stop worrying, stop being anxious, and stop stressing out and freaking out. There's nothing to fret over. God says pray. God says trust. Hey, aren't you more important, more valuable than God will make a way. Don't worry, God is God's gonna make a way. All right, so he continues. Matthew six. And why should you be anxious? This is verse 628. Why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field. And learn how they grow. Listen to that. Why don't we ever catch on that part? Learn how the flowers grow. Listen. God says, look, I want you to be concerned about something. Be concerned about growth. More so than clothing, more so than what you're going to eat for the night. Oh, got steaks on the grill. Oh, got chicken and waffles. Oh, got spaghetti meatballs. Whatever. Guess what? Are you growing in the Lord? Are you growing around that table you're eating at? Is your conversation building each other up in the Lord as you're stuffing food in your faces? Or in your face, if it's just you? Are you getting built up in the Lord? Are you growing? Because Jesus says, look, consider the lilies of the field. Look at the way they grow. Quit worrying about what you're going to eat. Look at the flowers. And then he goes on to say this. They neither toil nor spin. In other words, they're not spinning their wheels. They're not laboring hard. How many flowers have you ever seen labor hard to be a flower? Oh, i got to be a flower. i got to be a flower. Oh, that flower is stuck in the ground. It can't go anywhere. It can't do anything. It can't even water itself. It's just there. It doesn't toil. It doesn't spin. It's just hanging loose. And God says, look, hang loose. Stop stressing. Stop toiling. Quit worrying about all this stuff. And let's worry about growth. Sorry, I haven't preached this chapter on the show yet in the last three years, four years. So check this out. It's good stuff. 29, I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence and excellence and dignity and grace 
was not dressed like one of these flowers. And the only thing those flowers were concerned about was just hanging loose and just just growing, just being. But God so clothes, if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you a little faith? Therefore, don't worry. Don't be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? What are we going to have to drink? What are we going to have to wear? But the Gentiles wish and crave and diligently seek all these things. He said, look, the heathen crave and diligently seek all these things. They're just constantly looking for more. More stuff. God says this. Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of stuff. Your Father knows you need some stuff. Some stuff you need. Some stuff you just want. But the Bible says, Jesus says, your heavenly Father is going to take care of the stuff that you need. He sees, he sees what you need. 33, 633, say 633. But seek first, aim and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you also. So don't worry, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. In other words, take one day at a time. Pray one day at a time. Seek God one day at a time. Take your concerns and your cares. Jesus said, cast your cares upon me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light which means quit worrying about all the weighty, heavy. Oh, it's heavy. This life is heavy to bear the load. And you get weary. You get weary in well-doing. It's one minute past 11.11. You get weary in well-doing. You know, God says don't, right? I mean, think about it. Jesus, Paul, men, they just straight up say this. Don't be weary about well-doing. Don't be weary. Just don't do it. Just don't be weary. Oh, I'm so tired. Don't be tired. Oh, I'm just so tired. Stop being tired. Keep going forward. Push yourself. Push yourself because there's a prize at the end. Push yourself because you don't put your hand at the plow and look back. 
push yourself because God says, I, I don't take any pleasure in those that draw back. That's kind of scary, right? But how's it going to happen? Waiting on the Lord? What does that really mean to wait on the Lord? It means you get in his presence and you start talking to him about all the stuff going on in your life. Then whatever he puts in your heart to do with all the stuff going on in your life and the stuff in your life, then you do it. And if you're in sin, you admit it, you quit it, and you forget it. And if you want to serve God, then you submit and you come in. It's real easy. It's real simple. Be submitted to God. Be yielded to God. Allow His Holy Spirit to control your life. My church has been talking about this a little bit. Not necessarily this chapter, but just that subject. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Check this out. So I'm going to finish up here. My page flipped. I was wondering why that didn't look right. Hang on. There we go. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. That's where we left off. Now, verse 7. Do not judge and criticize and condemn others. It's the very first verse in chapter 7. Matthew 7. You with me? Uh, you guys with me? Everybody listening? Do not judge and criticize and condemn others so that you may not be judged or criticized and condemned yourself. For just as you judge and criticize and condemn others, you will be judged and criticized and condemned. And in accordance with the measure you use to deal out to others, it will be dealt out again to you. So look, what you put out there. Remember what we said? Do unto others as you want them to do. But do unto others as you want God to do to you. How about that one? Here's a here's a new one, which is right here. Jesus said this. Do unto others as you want God to do to you. Remember, a fool will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. No, it's not what it says at all. It says God will not be mocked. Fools are mocked all the time because they're fools and they do foolish stuff. But God says, seek first his kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. And don't judge. Along the way, don't judge. 
is going to be dealt back to you. Do not give that which is holy to the dogs. And do not throw your pearls before hogs and swine, lest they trample upon them with their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Remember that. And we're going to stop there. Some things are holy and precious. Don't waste it. Some things are holy and precious in your life. Don't waste it. Ask God to help you preserve and protect those things that are precious, those things that are valuable, those things that are priceless in your life. See, this walk is going to cost you something. It's going to cost me and my household something. But listen, it's worth it. It's worth it. Priceless deal. You you really can't put a value on it. Because in the scheme of things, if you put one of these things on one side of the scale, which would be Jesus and his kingdom, and you put all this other stuff on the other side of the scale, it it doesn't even touch the scale. See what I'm saying? Different scale. You need a whole different scale. Two different scales. You can't balance it effectively. Two different worlds. And I know God's speaking to me. In my household, I believe he's speaking to you and yours. Let's pray. Father, we just ask your blessings, Lord. We just ask, Father, that you would draw our hearts to you, Lord, that you would begin to condition us, Lord, that you would help us to not judge, that you would help us to not worry, that you would help us to not be anxious, but, Lord, that we would begin to submit and commit, that we would submit to you and commit to you, that, Father, we would draw near to you, Father, and that we would allow you to steer and lead our lives. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would draw every man or woman tonight. Draw them to the foot of the cross. Draw them to the heart of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, your word would go deep. That, Father God, you would begin to work in the hearts and in the minds. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord, in everyone's life. Father, we ask that you'd seal this word now in their hearts. Father, they would seek you, number one, would seek you with all their heart. They would obey you swiftly. They would walk in obedience. They would do what you say. Father, help us to do what you say. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, so listen, we're going to go out with worship. Just let that word soak in. We've got about 10 more minutes to wrap the show up, so we're going to put a nice long song on and uh, just let you think about it. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And if you are Do it. 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.